In today's episode of The Fab, we discuss with a heavy heart the recent suicide attempt of Tamar Braxton, how COVID-19 is impacting our own mental health, and how we're coping. Okay, so before we started recording um, today, you and I were sort of talking about current events and things that were just sort of going on. Um, we haven't seen each other in a couple weeks. Yes. Like kind of getting caught up. Um, it's been, I think for both of us, it's been like a very heavy few weeks. It's been a very heavy the month. The month, yeah. July but, was so uh, long. So long. It was for like, and it was a lot. Um, I think even in the, even in pop culture and entertainment, it's like the news has just been so heavy like you can't escape it you can't even turn to entertainment news for some like lightness right now at all especially with like the lack of things that are like filming right now Mm -hmm. because i know that filming for a lot of shows and movies and stuff just sort of resumed um and that looks very different yes and with that sort of just starting again and everybody still isolated to some extent Mm -hmm. um sports i know you're not a sports person but i'm a sports person even watching sports is different there's no crowd like the energy around everything is just i think we're all finally realizing that this is a new normal yeah and it's been because i think the world has been paused for so long and we're just getting sort of we're just sort of hitting play again Mm -hmm. it's like everything feels very heavy and the news that's coming out because there's not a lot of like oh my gosh this happened and it's not silly gossip anymore it's between every celebrity is somehow inadvertently involved in a sex ring right now human trafficking and the ellen degeneres stuff that's (sighs) been coming out and then the death of naya rivera was oh my god devastating to me as somebody that watched glee and somebody that loved that character that she played regardless of what she was going through in her personal life regardless of if she was a horrible person because i know people have very strong opinions about her some people love her some people hate her but i'm like to be a mother and to your last moment to save your child that was just such a heavy so heavy There's, news story and yeah. it was very devastating i think for a lot of people mm-hmm. so we we're sort of going over that and one of the things that came up was july 16th um tamar braxton was found by her boyfriend um unresponsive after mixing prescription drugs and alcohol um and immediately rushed to the hospital uh, where it was determined sort of the news sort of trickled out um, that it was a suicide attempt. Um, And as somebody that's been a fan of Tamar for a long time, it was really like heartbreaking and shocking Mm -hmm. Um, because you never... She's been very vocal about some of the stuff that she's gone through, but I don't think anybody realized how bad it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she 
released a statement um, at time of recording, I think you said three days ago. Three days ago, yeah. Um, so today is the... First of August? Second of Second August. Second of August. Yeah. So, time flies. Yeah. Um, so do you want to read the statement? Yes. Um, okay, so, and this is Tamar Braxton. First and foremost, thank you. Thank you to each and every individual who has prayed for me, thought of me, sent me their love, and showered me with their support. In this present moment, it is my only responsibility to be real with myself and to be real with the ones who truly love and care for me in my healing. I have, without fail, shared with you my brightest days, and I know that sharing with you what has been my darkest will be the light for any man or woman who is feeling the same defeat that I felt just only a week ago. Every one of us has a desire, whether small or big, to make it out of where we came from to an ideal future place that includes freedom to be who we choose, security for our children and families, and the fortune to share with the ones we love. We believe these things can coexist with just being happy. I believed that as a black woman, as an artist, as an influence, as a personality, I could shape my world and with whom I believed to be my partners, they could help share my world. Over the past 11 years, there were promises made to protect and portray my story with authenticity and honesty. I was betrayed, taken advantage of, overworked and underpaid. I wrote a letter over two months ago asking to be freed from what I believe was excessive and unfair I explained in personal detail the demise I was experiencing. My cry for help went totally ignored. However, the demands persisted. It was my spirit and my soul that was tainted the most. There are a few things that I count on most to be, a good mother, a good daughter, a good partner, a good sister, and a good person. Who I was began to mean little to nothing because it would only be how I was portrayed on television that would matter. It was witnessing the slow death of the woman I became that discouraged my will to fight. I felt like I was no longer living. I was existing for the purpose of corporations' gain and ratings, and that killed me. Mental illness is real. We have to normalize acknowledging it and stop associating it with shame and humiliation. The pain that I have experienced over the last 11 years has slowly ate away at my spirit and my mental. Sorry, it goes on a little bit more. It is only your prayers that have pushed me to rise above my own personal demise, pushed me not to only continue my fight for the freedom of my own thoughts, my mind and my soul, but to also use my voice and experience to be an ally for every black and brown person who has suffered from the continued exploitation of reality television. Reality TV personalities have no union, no code of protection, no formal representation that protects our labor, our rights, or our voices. They promise this opportunity to produce exploitation, which has only developed a poor portrayal of black people in show business. I'm learning how to go through my pain instead of go looking for an escape. I'm on an irreversible path to healing. I'm taking my time. It is of the utmost importance that I find my happy and healthy, wow. <laughs> that I find my happy and my health. Through professional treatment for the sake of my whole heart, Logan, who I forgot in my moment of distress and desperation and giving this journey my undivided attention, my, will ri my rise will not be in vain. 
I will make it my mission to establish the initiative that fights for ethical business practices in reality TV, fights for the ownership of our businesses, promote growth and evolution. My love for my support and wow, sorry. <laughs> my love for my support system and everyone who chose to love me when I no longer love myself is infinite and I'm forever grateful. I pray you will all stand with me and encourage me. It's like, it's very heavy. It's very heavy. It's. I pray you will stand with me and be courageous enough to share your own truth. With love, Tamar Braxton. I'm like, he can edit this. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, that is just to be able to come out on the other side, not come out on the other side of that. This is obviously just the beginning of a battle for her. But to word that so beautifully and to just come out fucking fighting. Like when you read that, you can just like for feel you to the be able fire to, yeah. in her belly. Like And even like hearing you read it out, reading it to yourself is one thing, but hearing somebody read it out loud, it's heartbreaking. Because you can feel everything that she's yes. she's emoting and it's it's a lot and And for her to I mean, to just break it down to you know, there is no they have no protection. There's no union, there's nobody that they can go to. There's nothing saying we can't have this camera up your ass eighteen hours a day because and you sign this piece of paper. 11 years ago. Yeah. And so as somebody that was introduced to Tamar truly through Braxton Family Values, I do remember um, as a kid the trio, the Braxtons. Um, like, I have a vague recollection of that, but being introduced to Tamar as a personality through Braxton Family Values, I absolutely see what she says and she's been very vocal about this as somebody that has like followed her on social media that she has been very upset by sort of the the drama that's been manufactured by the production of we tv that handles braxton family values i think their goal going into it was let's show you know a smart business oriented black family mm -hmm. and everything that we do and it's become a circus mm -hmm. and it's become something that I would be embarrassed of mm -hmm. and it's become something that she you know I read an article that was like she felt absolutely disgusted at one point when um they were having some sort of like big family therapy and producers revealed um, a secret of hers that she had been sexually abused and it was something that she hadn't even discussed with her mother. Um, and that takes away, that instantly took away her power over that situation. Yes. And to instigate the drama and the fights between family, mm -hmm. I know has got to be hard. Um and when you feel like you've lost control of how people view you, I I can't relate to that aspect of it because I, I don't know and I probably never will know that feeling. 
but I can't imagine that it's a good one. Right. Um, and as somebody that has, however, struggled for years with mental health and depression, um, and that somebody that has made an attempt on their life, a suicide attempt, you, I've been in that, I've been in those shoes and I've been in that situation where there's no out. Mm-hmm. It's you, just such a profound feeling of hopelessness. Yeah. Um, that I'm so happy that she's able to have come out of this and she has such a strong desire to change not only the perception of her, but the perception of black media and mm-hmm. black reality television because the black women are portrayed as just having to be strong or having bad attitudes mm-hmm. and it's why yeah the it's it's crazy and i you're I, either the crazy black woman or the strong black woman and we grew up with the the very first thing that i when somebody says how black people are portrayed on reality television. I know that both of us were a huge fan of Flavor of Love. <laughs> yes. One of Still. the one of the most insane outrageous shows. The chaos. I we just have traumatic childhoods, so I <laughs> I believe that that is just our ability to thrive through chaos that we just clung to right (laughs) but i'm like could you imagine somebody seeing that or like if somebody's perception of black and brown people being reality television i mean it's yeah so far from the truth oh my god so messy um so I mean, for me, I just, I'm so happy that she's come out of this, like I said, with a purpose and, mm-hmm. and done something. Um, I don't know how you, it, I, to me, I don't know how you got through even just reading the statement without like falling apart. It's just, yeah, as a mother, I mean, and that is the one thing I can relate to. Um, I... have never attempted suicide thank god but i have definitely had you know and still do when i'm going through episodes different kind you know depression episodes major depressive episodes manic depressive episodes whatever it may be even when i had postpartum depression just suicidal ideation so i know how scary that is and i know how scary it is to be on the other side of that and think how the fuck could I have ever left my child how could I imagine leaving my child it's such a feeling of betrayal you feel like you've betrayed yourself you feel like you are unfit to be a parent you're just like who why would somebody think that I'm okay to raise a child it's you question everything I don't want to say on a different level than somebody who doesn't have kids but it's just but it is it's, different. Parents can understand, yeah. It's different when you are a parent, a caregiver of any caliber can understand that it's different when somebody else's life depends on your ability to live. 
your ability to thrive. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Like I said, we've, we've been talking about it and it's it's been so heavy and... I feel like it's I, something that everybody's going through right now. Maybe not necessarily. I hope not necessarily, you know... Right. To Suicide or, or anything like that. I hope that people are able to build communities and, you know, support communities or reach out to people for support in any way that they can, but... It, it's naive to think that not everybody is, like, going through it right now. Yeah. Um, so, when you are going through it, because the world is so different now with COVID-19, I think my... The way that I deal with depression and my, my self-care and my joy looks so different now mm-hmm. than what it used to look. So... What, I guess, when you're feeling, even if it's just a little bit down, or when you're in that, how are you pulling yourself out in this environment, and is it different than what it was before? Yeah, so self-care for me actually looks really different coming out on the other side of quarantine. Um, Going into quarantine, I was in a long-term relationship self-care for me so I had I was living with my partner for a really long time um splitting bills so at the beginning of quarantine when things weren't so unsure self-care to me looked like overindulging um shopping um you know buying myself clothes makeup whatever going to the bar and drinking way too much because you know going to the casino I Mm -hmm. I was getting into the habit of gambling like uh, quarantine made me realize how many unhealthy things that I things that I were doing and I was calling them self-care I was telling myself that I'm allowed to do this because I'm having a good time drinking in excess spending money in excess like every now and then is fine it's okay for a short while but it was just not for me going Mm -hmm. through a breakup now and genuinely needing to take care of myself for me looks like doing so much grounding any opportunity I can get to get outside which is so unlike me um I don't care if it's 97 degrees I'm gonna go outside Mm -hmm. I love to go outside by myself um with my dog of course buddy system (laughs) but going on long walks hiking anything I can do to go outside is really how I've been taking care of myself. Just disconnecting from all of the bullshit. Yeah. Um, really trying to practice being alone with myself and my thoughts. Which is sometimes the absolute most terrifying it's thing. It's the scariest thing in the world, but it's a little bit easier to do when you're outside and it's pretty. It's it's scary, I think, when you... Especially, like, when you... It's been so long since you've been really truly alone with your thoughts mm-hmm. and sort of you're forced to deal with that yes it's almost like I had to put a self-care spin on it to make it a practice to make it something to kind of trick myself into doing it yeah it so for me it's looked different because you were talking about one of your things was shopping and going out and buying things. 
I still love doing that. Yes. I'm not going to say that yes. I stopped. Yes. Stopped completely. Um, I don't know if mine was necessarily overindulging or if it was just... Um, I know that I get a high from shopping. Yes. No matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I dread is groceries because I'm not a cook. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's not... I don't get a high at the grocery store. You know, the the frozen pizza is not giving me the rush <laughs> that a trip to Target is. Right. But it is... I have noticed since we have quarantined and reopened, shopping is not a fun activity for me anymore. It's, it's so true. stressful. Yes. Um... I think you and I have been, we went to one or two stores together. Very shortly. I think we waited a couple of weeks after things opened and then we ventured out and it was... A disaster. Not a good time. It's so stressful. You're so... There are people that are there that are not cognizant of distancing or masks or whatever. And then I feel like I should be extra Mm -hmm. cognizant for them. And I find myself not enjoying it because I'm so focused on trying to be safe and trying to be smart that it's not fun. I I don't Mm -mm. find... I get anxiety being in the store for longer than like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've got to wrap this up. Like, it's... Um, so that is not fun for me. Um, Mm -mm. I used to... And it's like, you're not going anywhere. Where, where am I going to wear this eyeshadow palette to? Right. My living room to watch Euphoria again. (laughs) (laughs) Let me recreate this look (laughs) while I watch it. Right. Um, so I mean, I, that was like my big thing. And I, I know that's not a healthy thing. No. Um, to to shop for self-care. Um, but I feel like in other areas of my life, something that I would have been like, ooh, this is self-care, I've really simplified it because it feels excessive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like care. It feels like work now. Yes. Um, being, having everything closed for a month or two weeks or six weeks or whatever it was, because it felt like one day it would feel like everything's been shut down forever. And then the next day it would be like, I'm totally fine. Yes. Yeah. I thrive by myself. I've lived alone for years. I love being alone. Mm-hmm. That's my personality. Mm-hmm. But it's not being stuck. I was like, I don't want to do a 45 minute bath. I don't want to do mm-hmm. a sheet mask. I want to, you know, have like a simple skincare routine and be done with it. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, like be effective and spend my time not doing the like phony self-care spa. Yes, all the yeah. It made me really be like this is not You realize how temporary that good feeling is. Yes. And it just wasn't doing anything for me. Um, I bought a Nintendo Switch at the beginning of (laughs) quarantine to play Animal Crossing. Yeah. 
um, which I still purchase. do. You still use, yeah. <laughs> and but I don't even know if that's my like self care. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest thing is I've been like, let me stop trying to fill my time with something that I think is going to make me feel better, and I just I kind of want to have those conversations with myself about what a, what. Do I need to do to make myself feel better? Yes. And sometimes that's like, I want to be outside. Uh-huh. I, sometimes it's, I want to take a nap. Sometimes it's, you know, cooking a meal for myself. Sometimes it's making sure that my plants stay alive. Whatever I need to do that just makes me feel good without being so phony or like... Without feeling Artificial like you're keeping about up it. with anybody. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, absolutely. And that... I I love all of that. I... That's kind of where I'm at. I'm just really trying to... Get myself in a place where I am so good with myself... That I don't feel like I need to go out on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with sitting at home. This past Friday night was the first Friday night... Since I have been single that I stayed home didn't have anybody over, didn't go to anybody's house. Of course, like, close friends, not, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Like, practicing safe social distancing and everything. But, and I woke up on Saturday morning and I was like, I survived. I made it. I was so nervous. Have you been bitten by the, like, DIY home improvement, cleaning, like, updating your house bug since this has started. I have not. Um, no, I'm on the other side of <laughs> quarantine, people. I'm in the group. I'm definitely in, like, the quarantine breakup group of people where it took all of the energy that I had to just get my excess stuff out of my house did that feel cleansing though? Um, it felt so good. But it's also, and you know me, I'm like generally a very organized person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a color-coded anything. I'm also trying to move right now too though. So I'm just Which maintaining. Which is literally the worst. The worst. So stressful. I'm Living getting ready. pandemic like. I'm getting ready to re-sign my lease in the apartment that I'm in now. Which is the first time I've ever re-signed a lease Mm -hmm. because I've always been like, just, I feel like after a year, I've just been like ready to go. Like, I'm over it. I need, and I feel like this is the first time that I feel settled. I feel like, no, this is my home. Mm -hmm. I love it. I have no qualms. And I'm so thankful because moving is the like, ugh. It's like knowing that your lease is coming to an end, the stress of trying to find a place so that mm-hmm. you, I, like I remember at my last or two apartments ago or whatever it was, I was not allowed to go month to month. So I had to be out by a certain date. And that stress of trying to find something that is and you what. you were just like going, yeah. Like, and then like. You're like, please universe, like this has to work. You don't understand. And then like you, I would go through those ups and downs of like, okay, well I know I'm moving in three months, so I should start packing now. And then you like overpack and you need things. 
But then you also are like, well, I don't want to wait until two weeks before and have to pack everything. Yeah. And that constant, like, flow of, like, I should start packing Mm -hmm. or... And then you, like, still get to the day before and you're like, like, throw it in a trash bag. I don't know. I feel like at the beginning of... Every week for the last, like, month, I've been like, okay, I'm going to clean out my house and I'm going to have a yard sale this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next thing I know, it's Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I... I just want to open my doors and just let the people come in and take what they want <laughs> and start over and a new... And sale. You're like, yes, let's yeah. just... Pretend I don't Name exist. a price. Yes. <laughs> They're like, I really love this uh, nine-year-old. How much? And you're like... Name a price. Oh, he's free. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I can get visitation, like, let me let me visit yeah. him, but you can help with the homework. You can do the virtual school. That's another thing I'm not ready for. I can't even talk about it. It is... Like, it's... Uh, I can't imagine. Also, I can't imagine, like... Because I know when you were setting up to move, like, your... One of your big things was, like, finding something in a good school district. Mm -hmm. And now that, like, all learning is virtual, I'm like, I wonder how this is going to play out. Like, I wonder if good schools are going to continue to stay good. Are they going to plummet? Like. Yeah. Because it's no longer in the hands of educators. It's really on the parents. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like, is asking so much of parents. Oh, truly. Regardless of what their working situation is, what their living situation is. Yeah. Even parents who are teachers, like the parents who say, I'm not a teacher. Imagine being a fucking teacher. Right. (laughs) It's just bad all the way around. I'm like, why don't we... Everybody just join, like... We're just gonna start earning merit badges. Like It's like the Girl Scouts. Let's go learn how to build a motherfucking fire. Right. We're going to learn how to take care of ourselves and survive a pandemic. And that's going to be your education. (laughs) I feel like I have been like, I have this, even though I like, I just said, I, you know, I love my apartment. I do feel settled. Something that I feel like truly brings me joy is like home improvement projects. Yes. And I don't know if it's because I'm a homosexual or if it's because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> but it has become like the feeling of even just like, and I've always said this if you come into your space and you feel like the energy just feels flat, mm-hmm. rearrange your furniture. I love rearranging uh, furniture. And that's where, I mean, that's another thing right now, because it has been so difficult for me to, I really finally, it's been almost two months since my breakup, which in retrospect isn't that long, but I finally feel like I'm in a place where I am able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't, I knew that I would be okay, obviously, but... But coming out of that, like, And just like for... Just a little bit of background. Like, I was with this man for six years. Mm -hmm. So, I just, I finally feel like I'm getting, like, I'm able to stand on my own two feet. There's nothing that can be thrown at me that I cannot figure out, which is a really good feeling. 
But right now, self-care for me just looks like finding a new routine again, being normal, cleaning my living room, Mm -hmm. you know, doing my dishes, mopping my floors, just making myself do things because I know at the end of the day I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be so happy that my space is clean and it's mine and yeah just kind of taking my power back as far as my living space goes yeah and and uh, anybody can do that whether you're going through a breakup or not just being in being at home all the time you have that stagnant energy and there's so many things like you fully do not need to spend a dime to change the energy no and if you want to spend money, there are so many, like, cheap, easy ways to just, like, chain, like, switch out the curtains mm-hmm. or... Get a new shower curtain. Right. Or Go literally... Get, like, hand towels in a bright, happy, fun color and, like, dish soap that smells really, really, really good. Like... Walk through a Goodwill and find one item, one small item mm-hmm. that you are just, like instantly attracted to and put it somewhere in your house and just watch how your mood changes every time you see it like Mm -hmm. it's you can literally spend five dollars you could spend five hundred dollars you could spend zero dollars it is so easy to change find an old speaker and put it in your kitchen and tell yourself every time i'm in the kitchen i'm gonna listen to music right anything anything i have discovered completely unintentionally so i have a google home mini in my bathroom Mm -hmm. and i was in the bathroom cleaning the the in between the tile the grout grout, um because it's disgusting and i know it's bad but i don't like squeegee it every time it's just no so i like go through and like clean it every few days or whatever just so that it doesn't get moldy and gross. Mm-hmm. And I was like watching a video or like something. And I don't know what triggered the Google Home to pick it up. But it heard something. And then it was like now playing music to stimulate like growth in plants. And I was like first of all I had no clue that this was a thing. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I'm late on that. Um, but it's like this instrumental just very chill music i've been listening to it for like a week just like by myself i'm like i'm gonna do dishes and just listen to this stimulate growth for plants album right like it is my new like grammy contender because i'm like who composed this lady gaga who i like I've reached the age where I'm literally just listening to, like, a piano music all the time. yes. And you're just like, when did this happen? Yes. But <laughs> it it does. It changes your mood. And you're just like, I feel like it makes things go by faster when you're doing things that you don't want to do. It's nice to just, yeah, sometimes to listen to things and not think about what you're listening to yeah i'm so bad at listening to podcasts constantly or like an audiobook constantly where i just i feel like if i have any downtime i need to be shoveling information into my brain i need to be reading something i need to be listening to something and it can get really heavy like i used to um 
I had an ex that lived about three hours from me. And when I, so we, I would travel all the time. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like audiobooks and podcasts and like it was nonstop. And then when we broke up, and I wasn't traveling all the time. I kept trying to listen to like podcasts and audiobooks in the car and stuff. But it would be like my 15 minute drive to work or something. And it is not like it's so difficult. It's not enough time to even get settled into a story. And then or, yeah. I feel like it's just not like I cannot listen to a podcast or an audiobook and try to do something else. I feel like I need to be... That's something where I need to zone out and just focus on that. Mm-hmm. But with, like, the instrumental music, I just want to, like, play it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, you know, the the floor is clean. Oh, my right. God, the dishes are done. Yeah. Oh, my God, whatever. Like, it's... Because it just goes by so quickly and you're not focused on anything. That's true. I'll be like... <laughs> doing the dishes listening to a podcast and I'm like wait what did she just say yes taking off my gloves like hitting rewind yes yeah it's a lot so I don't know it's been that's what I've been doing is like if you feel down move one piece of furniture and see what it does and I'm a big proponent too of I don't get rid of a lot of, like, if it's a piece that I like, but it doesn't go somewhere, I'll put it in, like, storage. Move it from room to room. Put it here. Put it there. Like, mm-hmm. it tr- it changes the way you see your space, considering that we're spending so much time in it. Yes. And I have, like, taken so much inspiration from these, like, little... DIY projects from TikTok and I feel like every time I mention TikTok I feel like I sound like a middle school girl I I probably have so many tweets talking shit about grown adults using TikTok but when I tell you I was up at 6 o'clock in the morning I couldn't sleep this morning watching cooking videos on TikTok do you watch um, Cooking with Shireen no, do you watch Tabitha, the the lady that does like all vegan, vegan meals? Vegan recipes. And oh, she's like and her voice. Uh, she's just like so like that. I yes. love her. Yes. She's first of all, she's so relaxing. She made a vegan hamburger helper the other day that I was like the white trash in me was like salivating <gasps> oh, yes. at the thought of a healthy alternative to hamburger helper the because sodium it's so good oh goodness mm, that is hamburger helper it is like the most disgusting food but if you offer Literal me some hamburger helper food. if you <laughs> offer me that cheeseburger macaroni i am not going to tell you no let me call my mom and ask if i can stay for dinner real quick 200 like- <laughs> percent so do you have any uh wonder bread with butter that i can make a sandwich out of this with please oh. That's yes, but it's like Is that okay to say? Mems. I mean I don't think the prison community is gonna come after us. Fuck, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Um But yeah, so I like I find all this stuff and I 
I downloaded TikTok as somebody that was like, this is so stupid. But I like was intrigued one day. Like I'm bored, I don't have anything to do, let's see what's on here. And now I could spend hours just scrolling through my For You page because I finally got it curated to the point where I'm like, this is my kind of content. See, like, and I need to like give somebody my login or just hand my phone off to someone to curate a For You page for me because when I get on, I just, I see so many middle-aged women doing weird, like, questionably, is that provocative? I'm not sure. It but, looks like an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> but now, with the TikTok ban that's supposed to happen, who knows what's going on? Like, what started that? What provoked that? I want to know. I have to know. Okay. So, you know it's juicy. Um, the app itself is owned by a Chinese company, which, um, you know, our president is a very racist man and, um, say word, he is. <laughs> so essentially they claim the, uh, Trump administration is sort of claiming that TikTok is collecting data on, um, it's the U.S. citizens, and that they could use this to harm the government. Whatever. Hmm. I think... So, I have two points to this. One, anything that this app is collecting on you, if you do not think that every single other app on your phone is collecting this information, you are insane. Like neighbors outside screaming was that <laughs> somebody just like stubbed their toe so bad I somebody just got gut punched feel very confident that we just heard a murder <laughs> and like not this is nervous laughing yeah I'm scared it was i don't know if the mic picked it up but that was a like so. guttural this just turned to evidence audio oh, evidence no Especially in this neighborhood. Like, this is a very... Whodunit vibes. It's a, like... Knives out. People are going situation. to care about this. This is an affluent neighborhood. Yes. Like, it's going to make the news. <laughs> um, but no, so they want to ban it. Anything that TikTok is literally collecting on you. Facebook, Twitter, your right. bank, Apple. Doesn't Facebook own everything? Like all the social media? Uh, I don't think this they own. They don't own TikTok, but I know that Microsoft put in an offer to buy TikTok. Okay. But the government, like the Trump administration, said even if you buy it, we're banning it. So I think it's because TikTok has been used to by Gen Z to completely troll this administration, like the like the absolute trollacity. Of it all. They... I hate you. <laughs> they have fully used this app to just, like, make an ass out of this man. And I think that he's butthurt. Um, I don't know what's going to happen because the article I read came out Friday. 
and he said, it's going to be banned Saturday. I'm going to sign an executive order. Well, guess what, bitch? That it's Sunday. That was a very good impression. <laughs> guess what, Mimi? It's Sunday, and it's still here. So, will I be sad if it gets banned? Yes, because content. We'll just go back to watching men build mud huts at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's fine. And I mean, also, like, just... If it if it does get shut down, somebody just, like, open, like, Vine 2. Because that's truly what TikTok is. I is Vine 2.0. over Vine. Vine was... The OG TikTok. Vine and it was everything. So TikTok could run. Absolutely. She... What's the meme where it's like, she strutted that runway. <laughs> and that's how I feel. Like, so... If it gets banned, I don't know what we're going to do um, about my home improvement projects. Because how am I going to find quick 60-second videos? Yeah, six minute, minute. And I'm not, I'm not subscribing to Quibi. Sorry, Chrissy Teigen, but... Can't do it. I'm not paying $4.99 a month. I just... We love you. Side note, I did do the three-month free trial, and I was bored. Chrissy Teigen show was like, and I watched um, Sexology with Shan Boudram because okay. I live and breathe for her. But those are the only two shows that I watched, and I just felt like overall it was not an experience that I was like wowed by. Yeah, I have so many streaming service apps. Somebody was talking about it where they're like, we got streaming services to get away from cable. And we've played ourselves because now there's so many different streaming services that you're paying more than you would for cable. Absolutely. Like, first of all, I have cable because I watch Drag Race live. Um, But now it's like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max. I love HBO Max. I just got it. And I... Tried to watch Batman Returns last night, and it scared me, so I had to turn it off. I love it so much, but it still, to this day, terrifies me. What about it? So when I was little, this is how I know I had a fucked up, like, psyche as a child. Obsessed with the movie. Like, I wanted to watch it all the time, Mm -hmm. but I also was afraid to, like, when I went to the bathroom... I would make somebody stand outside of the door because I was terrified that Danny DeVito was going to get me with his little penguin hands and his little oh my god balding head. He takes his gloves off. I was like, can't do it. Yeah. And then last night, it was like the middle of the night, and I was like, oh my god, I love this movie. I turned it on. I got to the scene. Where they throw the baby carriage into the sewer. Uh, which is fully like two minutes into the film. Yes. And was like, <laughs> I gotta turn it off. Like, anxiety through the roof. Triggering. That's me with Matilda. Oh, I love Matilda. I don't Matilda. know if I've ever told you about that, but the scene where... Um, I think it's when she's in the classroom and she ends up in the cabinet. Mm, in the chokey. In the chokey, Yes. Um, just completely as a child would make me like lose my shit crying. But did you want to watch the movie? Wanted to watch the movie. All the time. Yes. Yeah. That's how I was with Batman Returns. And I'm like, looking back, that movie came out, I believe the year I was born. So I had to have been watching it like 
mm-hmm. from like two, three up. Um, who let me watch this PG thirteen movie? Okay, so can I tell you, I watched it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so I wanted to be Selena Kyle real uh, bad, but I'm like, yeah, same. Like, who let me watch this movie? I remember being like 10 or under for sure and seeing What Lies Beneath starring Michelle Pfeiffer. I love you, Mom, if you're listening to this, but you should never have let me watch that. Like, what a terrifying movie right? for a child. Mm-hmm. But I watch stuff like that all the time, like The Ring. Yeah. Like, I definitely was a child when it's that came out. because she wanted someone to watch it with her. Screaming. <laughs> but I love horror movies now, and nothing scares me but last night trying to watch... I think it's the I think it's live-action Tim Burton is so eerie. It's very eerie, and it's... Yeah. I mean, we need to count out, like, Alice in Wonderland, because those aren't eerie they're just horrible i hate those movies oh, so bad they were so bad um but like edward scissorhands terrifying mm-hmm. is he a genius though absolutely but terrifying so yeah it's just i guess that's the content that i'm we're going to be watching if tiktok goes away is me at three in the morning instead of scrolling through you know tabitha showing me how to cook it's gonna be watching the Batman movies on HBO Max. All of them, start to finish. Oh my god! Only the '90s ones. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the. I don't know who played him in the. Yeah, Christian Bale Batman. Christian Bale. Eddie, yeah. I don't care about those. Michael Keaton Batman. And I understand only ones that matter. Um, I don't mind Batman and Robin, with. Is that George Clooney? Mm-hmm. But I think that's because that was like a sexual awakening for me with the nipples on the bat suit. But that's another podcast. So <laughs> that's a deep dive that we don't have time for. Oh my for. gosh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you on the other end of quarantine for that one. Oh. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Fab. For more Fab episodes, be sure to subscribe. And of course, rate the podcast five stars because what else would you do?